Welcome to We're Listening, the podcast, the community where all voices are heard. I'm your host, Rob Cook. Join me for a lighthearted show about the human experience with live conversations, discussions, and interviews of some of the newest to the most established 3P practitioners from all over the world. So no matter if you've known the three principles for years or you're new to Daily Insights, we hope each episode will inspire you to demonstrate a community where all voices are heard. Welcome to today's episode. Welcome, 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 everyone, to an amazing episode. It's going to be a great one because it was an impromptu one. Uh, it was scheduled to talk to our amazing guest today, and we thought, hey, why not record it and go? So you are getting this just as we're getting this, but I, I think it's going to be an amazing time. Actually, I know it's going to be an amazing time. Uh, this is one of those individuals I've been so intrigued by for, for a long time in this work, and I've never got a chance to sit down and talk to him, but I've heard my peers like Davida talk about it and rave about it. And I was like, I want to meet him. I want to meet him. <laughs> and then getting the opportunity now to sit on the board with him. I want like everyone to welcome to the show, Dr. Mark Howard. Hello, Rob. Thank you so much. I, this is just great that we can go ahead and just go with this interview without even knowing we were going to do it yeah i love that part that's the, that's the part i love that way and we put it out at the beginning so that way they're not up for it you know they're not yeah. in for yeah. we well, haven't yeah. over promised anything you know yeah so i could always say i i haven't prepared so that's yeah, my exactly excuse. that's our disclaimer this show is an unprepared show how about that <laughs> i would like you to just take a moment and introduce yourself to the community um, just how you feel you are or how you feel you show up in the world. You know, I think it's important as we talk together that people realize I was, um, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, traditionally trained as a PhD psychologist, a clinical psychologist. And, um, you know, following a lot of uh, different ideas about how to help people who are suffering emotionally or mentally. And, um, and so I considered myself this particular label and using all of these approaches. And uh, I was really just blessed to have been um, directed toward uh, Sydney Banks. And um, the first night I listened to Sydney Banks, it changed my life. Mm. And um and so now I don't really see myself as a psychologist. I'm not. The psychologists um, work, work in a way that uh, I don't really come into uh, being a service to people or communities. Uh, I don't come from that. Yes. So, um, and that was like 40 years ago. And one of the, uh, you know, uh, Rob, one of the things for me that I just feel so grateful for is that listening to Sid that evening, I had an insight that really, really changed the way I worked. And that's what I've been doing ever since, you know, learning yeah. how to share this understanding. But I come into the world now um, with love and understanding and um, a, a feeling of um, devotion in my work um, to help. Uh, right now, I'm helping people who want to bring this to the world, who want to do some kind of health work um, with this understanding. Absolutely. But uh, really, I'm coming in with the spirit of love and understanding. And Sydney Banks always said, that's it. You know, that's truly the energy we are, the pure energy we are. 
is love and understanding. So, you know, there's words for it, but I kind of show up being of service um, to this understanding. Yeah. You see, of service to what I was given, what I, you know, what I was, you know, I keep saying blessed, but I really was to hear something and find that for myself. Yeah. But it's beyond me. So um, that's how I show up. Yeah, I love it. Well, blessed worked here because I use that term for <laughs> describing it for myself all the time. It's the, so. it's the feeling of, um, see, there's a feeling of it with that in the sense that it, it isn't so much up to me as a person. Mm-hmm. There's something else that I'm a part of that's greater than that yeah somehow picked me in a way you know mm-hmm. to listen and attune to yeah. and i can hear yeah. now and i i love that so i want to i want to do one thing and actually i want to go back a little bit i know this is contradicting you know the psychology where they want to send That's you okay. back with it. it's okay but, uh, because we are coming up on that 50th year anniversary of of what sydney bank's contributions have been to psychology we're probably going to have more psychologists come in the doorway. So I want to I want to go back to that moment when you were discussing being clinically trained, like knowing and having your schooling and all of your education to deciding to do the same work in a sense. I, I don't want to discredit those who come into psychology. They want to help too. Uh, but but the shift. Well, I think it's really important what you said that you know other psychologists or mental health professionals, they really are following a calling. Like, you know, I knew in my heart, I wanted to be of help to people, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, and so psychology and that training gave me a way. And so I've always respected and appreciated anyone in the field uh, with whatever way they're, they're helping people that they're really coming from that place of wanting to be of help and uh, ease the suffering of the people that come to them. Yeah. But but my shift was really dramatic, but, but it was natural as well because, you know, again, so I, I was, I listened to Sid and I had an insight about feelings and emotions. And um, so, so my, Fellowship in clinical psychology was 1975 in San Francisco, California. And in those days, we had the leaders of a number of of approaches to psychotherapy. Mm -hmm. But all of it was honoring feelings, getting feelings out, making sure you recognize all of your feelings, giving people exercises to express their feelings, for example, you see. So feelings were pretty much honored and respected. And what I heard, this is what I heard. Sydney Banks didn't say this. I heard this. This was the insight. I saw that feelings are made up. They're just a reaction to thought. And in a moment, I saw that. And then I saw, well, if I could understand that, you know, yeah. I'd, be, I'd be happy. And so would my clients. Yeah. And I just sat with that. I had a beautiful feeling from that. And went home, nothing much happened when I went home. It was late at night and went to bed and got into my office and I was ready for my uh, first patient. I was going to see five hours, six hours of patients. And when I sat down, I knew I could not 
um, I could not work with people, help people in the way that I was trained. I could not um, be of help to them in, in any of the way that I used to work with people, either combining psychoanalysis or Rogerian therapy or CBT. And it wasn't quite CBT then, it was something close to that. What I saw was um, uh, they would be helped more if they just could see what I saw that night. So that was the shift. I just knew that I had come upon something that could really help people move to um, find their own understanding and then live their lives in well-being. Now, the trouble was, to me, the trouble was I only had a sentence. You know? <laughs> <laughs> one powerful one, though, obviously, obviously. Yeah. But but to talk to, um, you know, uh, you know, new health professionals or psychologists coming into look at this understanding, you'll find it for yourself and it will direct you. It it really will direct you in terms of um, what to make use of in terms of your training. I didn't, um, I I didn't criticize my, excuse me, my training. I just saw there was, it wasn't going to take care of people in the way that I felt it with that insight, you know? And so I invited my first patient uh, to um, experience the fact that I'm not going to work with, you know, with this person the way I used to. And I shared, I saw something last night that I think could be much more helpful. And um, I shared about feelings being made up, coming from thought. And we went, we just had a conversation about that. Mm. And... um, Uh, They were given the choice to see a more traditional therapist in the clinic rather than continue with me. No one left. And, uh, you know, in that first day of of work with people, I had some of the most deepest, uh, meaningful conversations around finding people finding their health and well-being and solutions than I ever had. So that, that was the change. That's shifted, and um, but but it's a knowing, you know. And so, as people come into this understanding, you just find what you could see. Uh, you keep working the way you work, coming from wanting to help people, yeah. and as you gain insights into the understanding of Sydney Banks' teachings, it'll direct you. Yeah. What would you say then, outside of that? that particular initial insight was the next most powerful thing that at that point you knew for the rest of your life, you were off to the races doing this. There was really two, there was that one. And, and really it's seen that, um, you know, you can't have feelings without thought and seeing your own way around that truth. But the other thing that really, um, kind of shook up my insides, but but honored uh, my heart and soul that I knew to be true, uh, was Sid saying, um, you have it within you. Mm. And um, that was powerful for me because you see, 
coming from the mental health field, you were diagnosing people and you were seeing people with certain kinds of limitations, psychological limitations. Mm -hmm. And um, although there were other approaches that pointed to uh, human beings having something within themselves to uh, to guide them, there, it wasn't at this depth that every human being is uh, the same energy. Yeah. And um, they have wisdom. Everybody has wisdom to guide them toward happiness and well-being. It's already in people. And that I had never realized before. And so when I started to sit with a patient, and this this is just in my work, it's also around other aspects of my life too, with my Absolutely. with my son and my wife. But when I sat with my patients, I look I knew they were um, they had everything they needed right now as we sat there, and it was my job to find a way to guide them to wake that up. I sat with the fact that both my patients and I were the same energy and we were spiritually connected. So that knowing, and I'll tell you something, that continues to evolve for me, you know? But I had- Same here, same here. You know, Rob? Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. For example, um, I ran the alcohol and drug program for this medical center. And when people would come in, and nothing against any of the self-help groups out there, but when they came in and say, I have a disease, I looked at them beyond the idea, beyond that idea that they are completely um, healthy, whole, and they've got the wisdom to transcend addictions. So that was the other powerful piece, the the piece of um, emotions being created by thought. This is how I, you know, I'm talking about it now. And um, the other one that all of us um, have it already within us, have all the knowledge we need within us to live our lives um, peacefully, happy, in well-being, have wonderful relationships deeply in love, you see? It's already there. Now, that was a biggie. So those two have guided me uh, through the through my work. I've seen other things, of course. I've been learning from Sid and reading Sid, and, and it's been 40 years of evolving the understand, understanding, but those were the two big ones that I, are continue to be my foundation. Uh, I love that. The, the, Isn't that something, Rob? 
I, I mean, that's what I'm just sitting here thinking about, <laughs> just the beauty of that. Isn't it? Yeah. You know, one of those, as best you can, you know, protecting the, the, the patients, one of those transformation stories where it just, just was so impactful that, that it stuck out to you in mind. Um, well, Rob, it's one of the funny things for me in my experience. Um, um, there have been many, and I, it's hard to recall them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do want to say for people who are psychologists coming into the field, it doesn't mean that I didn't have um, patients who were really suffering and, um, you know, uh, were um, that took time to really um, be with me to see anything of this. So there were uh, patients who really took some time. There were people who just left and there were people who saw a lot, you know? And so, you know, I I didn't want to say that you don't have um, in the work in terms of people that come to you as a psychologist, people that are suffering so much, so insecure that, a lot of your work is just building the rapport and seeing if there's a chance for them to hear something. Mm-hmm. So there's that part to it as well. But if you're looking, if you keep looking to the fact that it's there right now when you're sitting with them, that will guide you. But I'll tell you, uh, I will tell you a story that stands out because it's kind of funny about um uh, how you know you you really don't have much to do with it but i used to uh, do in this program i would do a 90 minute class for everybody that was in the program based on the principles once a week and so i got a question um from this mother who said well i'm getting what you're saying but i have this um teenage daughter that when I look at her room, it drives me crazy. <laughs> She's got stuff all over, clothes flying all over the place. And there's no room for me to even walk in the room. And th- the minute I tell her something, we're arguing all the time. And, I'm, and what can I do about that? So I'm sitting, standing in front of the room. I had already presented on the topic. And I am sitting there listening and I have nothing. Like nothing's coming to me, Rob. And so she keeps saying, you know, well, what you said was um, you were saying that people, you know, people, if they're in a low mood, people don't act with consideration. That's what you were saying. I said, yeah, I said that. I'm really happy you heard that. Uh, And I said, well, does it fit here? And um, she said, well, it might. Let me, I'm thinking that you know, my daughter, well, me, when I see that room, I know, I know my mood drops. I said, yeah, that's really good. That's what happened. Yeah. And um, she goes, yeah, I start thinking about it some way. Yeah. And that's what, what starts it. And, and so it looks to you, I'm talking to the, the mother, it looks to you then that your daughter's room is causing all of this. And the best way to handle it is to demand her to do something. She goes, yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. That's right. Well, what if I didn't do that? I said, well, yeah, (laughs) Yeah. that would help. That would really help. 
what do you think you could do? And so she starts talking about, well, um, the other thing you said, other people are like that too. So maybe my daughter uh, drops into a, a, a low mood too or, and, and, and starts thinking that arguing is good as well and something like that. I said, yeah, that's what's happening with your daughter. So she said, maybe I could go in and um, maybe just understand that wow. this is her way, you know? Yeah. And I said, that's it. That's your answer. You got it. So she did all the work, you yeah. see? So, yeah. so then I'm in a group of 30 and somebody raises their hand and says, Dr. Howard, you should pay her for this session. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I'm just, I'm just reminding you it's there. I'm, I'm just reminding you it's there. I, I love that story. But, but man, there's so many stories like that. Like, they you, know, are. Um, you know, just really briefly, again, you know, um, we, you know, somebody coming into our program who's been on a run of, of drinking is not looking good. Yeah. And, um, you know, is looking awful and disheveled. And after just a couple of, of, of days of listening to these principles in this class, this person shows up well-dressed, hair <laughs> calm, shaved, and telling me, I don't, she goes, he said, I don't know what it is, but I'm just starting to feel better. Yeah. Somebody's saying, well, what you said the other day, when I went to payroll and they didn't have my check, Usually I just yell at the clerk and I was, you, your words came to me about how anger is just thinking. And I realized that and I just settled down and didn't, didn't engage my anger. And we had a, I had a great conversation with the clerk and she didn't even believe it was me, <laughs> <laughs> but, but little things like that happen, you know, for years, for years. including people um living beyond their addiction yeah now not everybody okay that's the other yeah, piece absolutely like, absolutely but but just beautiful stories of people gaining insight where they just stopped drinking yeah they just saw they just saw a light beyond that yeah anyhow and um, it was possible i i yeah yeah for me, when I went through all of my, my dark days, I, I kind of knew I wasn't an alcoholic. I kind of knew that part, but it was the fastest way to me to get out of my crappy mood. It was, it was the fastest way to get out of my crappy mood that I knew of at the time. Yeah. And, and so it was, it just was like, it was laziness almost for me. It was, well, why try to figure out something else? This works. Doesn't matter, you know, as alcohol moved up earlier, earlier, earlier in the day that we started waking up to it to cope with the day that it was kind of like, all right. But I, I, I remember when I wasn't as overwhelmed in my thinking, I really didn't want to drink. Yeah. It was, it was like, huh. The days I had to deal with all the stuff I was going to. Yeah. This is the day I just want to get drunk and, and be done. But if I didn't really have much of a day, I wouldn't have even drink that day um, and was able to, again, be blessed enough to find it and to live past those, those experiences. So yeah, you're right. Well, they are happening every day. 
Well, you're sharing something that that's really the compassion that um, in the human condition, um, for example, there's a lot of things, but alcohol and drug use is really helping someone try to get a better feeling. Yeah. Really, it's mm-hmm. just what, and there's, you know, there's wisdom in that. People yeah, want to get a better feeling. And if they don't know how, first, it's really coming from the painful thinking and stressful thinking and overwhelm and that that can actually ease without something addictive. Yeah. Uh, you know, we get, we get compulsive with it. We get, but that's really what it is. It's just human beings trying to find a better feeling. Yeah. And again, you know, what I discovered, uh, again, being with Sidney Banks, another thing he shared, which was so beautiful in its simplicity and power. He said, mental health is contentment. And contentment is being satisfied with what is. Not the outside circumstance, what is. No, what is. And uh, to me, I said, that's that's it. It's not complicated. So, <laughs> I, again, you know, I was helping uh, people who had come to see me uh, recognize that they have a consciousness of contentment. And that's just being in a space where you're okay it's it's hard to say it is not really this but you're okay you don't need more and you're not lacking anything it's just pure uh relaxing and that everything's okay it's you're satisfied with what is yeah. and that's that's really the level of consciousness where people really um transcend any kind of addiction so um it's been beautiful to be able to share all of that with people and to know see to know um i didn't see it this way before and i i just again thank sydney banks and his what he has seen that it's that mental health is that simple yeah it's just contentment when your mind is content mean what that means is you're not thinking about yourself yeah you're not thinking, oh, my God, you know, I really lacking this or, oh, man, I need more to feel better. You're just in this beautiful space, you see. Yeah. And um, and so that helped me as well. Uh, that to, to, to just see, hey, mental health, it's not complicated. It's not complicated. <laughs> I love <know>? that. <laughs> uh, well, sir, I really, really appreciate everything that um you do in the community, the way you show up, the, the people you mentor, um, your service on the board, like everything about it. I, I truly do enjoy this conversation and, and so up for many, many more. But I want to give you a chance to just kind of say any parting words to the community or something that you would really just like to drive home for everybody to hear, remember, or know uh, for this particular episode. And then you'll be the last, last voice they hear. So if you want to tell them where they can find you as well, I'll put that in the show notes, but if they want to hear it, you know, you can direct them to somewhere, but yeah, just share your heart with us as we, we end this episode again. Thank you so much for being here, sir. Uh, I'm just so happy to be here and that we connected and, and this just occurred, you know, it just, it just emerged that, we would have this um, podcast together. There's just, let's see, in my heart, 
I guess it's back to really, you want to keep pointing yourself to love and understanding. You want to understand that all of us, including ourselves, are doing all we can do at the time, given the quality of thinking we have in our minds. That's all that's going on. That's the understanding you want to live in. It's people are not behaving toward you. Really, it, it's coming from impersonal um, principles. People's actions toward you are coming from the quality of thinking that's in their minds. So if they're having a bad, what we used to call it a bad hair day, you know, it used to be a, <laughs> it used to be a scene, you know, years ago, but if they're in insecurity, if they're worried or fearful, they're not going to act well toward other people or even toward themselves. When they are peaceful and calm and hopeful, uh, people um, really connect with other people in a meaningful way. They share the best of themselves. And that's all that's going on. And you want to look to that. You want to look to you and everybody. Every moment can only act in, uh, with what the quality of your thinking is. And that allows you to find compassion and this deeper understanding. It can even manifest forgiveness for you if you saw that. So stay with love and understanding. Listen to Sidney Banks, read his books. They're written to wake up this knowledge in you. Uh, but a lot of what he shares, you can't understand intellectually. But if you keep moving toward love and understanding, um, you'll see more. Look at that. Look for that with your children, your spouse, your partner, your colleagues, and with yourself. And always come back to that. We don't live there 24-7, although I would love to, you know. But I know where to look. If I recognize I'm a bit lost in my thinking, I come back to the feeling of love and understanding. So it's been great to be with you and share um, some of what I've seen through the years with this understanding. And if you would like to connect with me, um, you could email me at drmarkhoward at comcast.net. So DR, the abbreviation of Dr. Mark Howard at Comcast.net. And I have um, a website at drmarkhoward.com. So, Rob, thank you so much for having me be part of this. It was great to connect with you. Thank you for listening to today's episode. For more information about the podcast, please go to 3pgc.org. If you're looking for more information about how to become a practitioner or you want to be featured on the show as a new, fresh voice in the principles, send us an email at info at 3pgc.org. We'd love to hear from you. Knowing there is no end or limitation, nor are there boundaries to the human mind, have the day you deserve.